crazy thing was about 15 minutes into that big argument that we had, I said, well, shit, I want to do that too. You're right. That's true. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, I want to go fuck other people too. I, it's like, I just didn't think that was an option. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little different, and at its core, our show is about hearing and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. One final thing that we need to let you know about is that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you just keep listening until it no longer does. However, if you're under the age of 18, you should probably stop listening or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 42. We're Finn and Emma. And first off, Happy New Year, everyone! It's 2019 officially! you're a day late. Well... It's still officially 2019. Woo-hoo. Happy New Year to everybody. We hope everybody had a wonderful 2018 and that you're gearing up for an even better 2019. 2019. We can't we can't say too much about it, but we are. Yeah, we're excited. We've got tons of awesome stuff coming. We've got some really cool things coming for the show in 2019. So Stay tuned for that. We're working hard and hoping to bring you some awesome things. One of, one of those things I will mention that we're allowed to mention because it's our show. If you want to leave us any feedback, reach out to us, say hello. You can do that on our website with the old-fashioned email format. Uh-huh. And now you can leave us a voicemail. dun dun we don't. We won't know your phone number or anything like that. It's just a little button you click. And then it basically sends us a little MP3 of whatever you say into your microphone. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah. You can find that at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And, real quick, while we're at it, we'll just tell you all uh, two of our favorite resources. The first one is the website that we use to meet other people and our favorite place to do so. Cassidy.com. And we're able to now give you six free months of a premier, premium platinum. I don't know what the word is that they use, but membership. basically the all expenses paid six months free membership. So get on there. The more of you that are on there, the better the site is and the more people that we can meet through the site. So do that. Yes. The other resource we quickly wanted to mention is stdcheck.com. You can use the link on our webpage for $10 off, and that's a really easy and fast service to get tested for STIs. Yeah, and both of these are awesome for you, and they support the show. So we appreciate all of you who have used them. Thank you for that. Yes, and again, all the links are on our website. Normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Good job. I know. All right. Now, we haven't actually officially mentioned the interview for today. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Bill and Felice. This is a pretty awesome interview. Yeah, gonna, they're an incredible couple. We're going to get right to it. I will just say, though, the one thing that I really loved about this is that they got started in sort of an unconventional way and in a way that most people probably 
uh, wouldn't. And yeah. <laughs> and they they also have done some unconventional things throughout their trip. But I think my favorite part about this is that, you know, rather than throwing in the towel or giving up, uh, they they sort of turned what what was a very difficult situation into the best sex they've ever had in their 33-plus year marriage. Yeah. They have an incredible story and lots of energy, and I love the honesty between them, too. Yes. So go listen now, and we will see you at the other side. Ciao. Like I said, we're kind of in this kind of swally mm-hmm. <laughs> um, label, which yeah. is, you know, we definitely seem to connect better with swingers. Uh, so we have some people that we've got longer time relationships and then other folks were, you know, kind of uh, fuck buddies with. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can't remember which podcast is, you know, the, the one that so I don't want to call anyone out who you've already talked to, but I remember one of the guys you talked to was, you know, he was like mid thirties. And he made the comment, he says, well, what happens when we're 50? You're going to tell you what happens when you're 50. <laughs> you know, so, you know, my, my comment is well, when I'm 50, God, I've had the best sex in my whole life <laughs> since I've been 50. So, you know, you don't have to stop when you're 50. It actually could be really great. Yeah. 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 But it is different. And I think that's an awesome place to maybe we'll just start right in and, and maybe tell us a little more about yourselves and 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 the listeners a little bit about who you guys are just as people and then maybe we'll kind of roll that into your story okay cool um so I, i'm bill i'm uh, 55 i'm a professional uh we we live uh somewhere in southwestern united states in a you know medium to large city and we've been married for 33 years and I've uh, been doing the swinging slash poly, whatever it's turned into, <laughs> for about the last three years. So uh, first year, we kind of uh, were identified as swingers, and things evolved over time. Yeah. And so I'm police, and I, I, what? <laughs> you're, you're 54. Oh, I'm 54, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, I, I work, I'm a professional, I work full time. Um, I'm the one who got us into this kind of by accident, <laughs> but somewhere in my head, I knew Bill, he's a scientist and he's uh, very intellectual. He thinks a lot. So he's, he's, he leave, he's led by his his intellect more than his emotions, but his emotions did get involved. (laughs) So somewhere along the line, I knew he would understand, but I wasn't brave enough to ask him about it at at first. So that was kind of a rough um, couple months. How long, how long had you been thinking about it before you decided to bring it up to him? Well, I um I had a friend who was on Craigslist who was meeting up with these men and um or hooking up with them and I was fascinated by her stories. I would go to lunch with her and go, Oh my gosh, what are you you know, what are you doing? And she would tell me all about it and there was a part of my mind that was like, God, I wish I was doing this or something like this. And she was single. She's never been married. So I kind of understood. And my father died 
and uh, I kind of went to a dark place. And one Saturday I was home alone and I got on Craigslist and I put my own ad out and said, oh, I got a hall pass. And um, I didn't. And I met a couple of guys and um, one of the guys worked where I worked. And I work for a big, uh, I work for a university, so it's huge. And he didn't work in the same part of the university that I work in. And he, um, we just met in my office one day after work and fucked and the die was cast. (laughs) And and at this point it was, I guess that would have been labeled cheating at that point, right? Because you hadn't. I don't like to call it cheating, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But what else are you going to call it? Yeah, I was, I was essentially, and I knew I was, it felt so good though. It felt what I was experiencing from my dad's death was really dark. And when I was doing this, there was exhilaration and happiness and, you know, that kind of euphoria that you only get from kind of doing those transgressive things. Right. And, um, and so that went on for about four months. And then, um, I think Bill was starting to realize that something we, we've been together for 33 years. We're really good friends. A little little more of our background is we're both, we got, together very young yeah um pretty inexperienced so uh police was extremely inexperienced so yeah. i was like i was first, a virgin i was her first and only guy at that point and so you know as i understood it she you know kind of was thinking about life and death yeah you know that's one of the things that happens when you're you know when you're our age you know the, the kids grow up and they they move out and uh all of a sudden you're thinking about things like mortality. Yeah. I had just turned 50 and that was, I was thinking what would I regret? And one of them was just, I wanted to be with another man. And it wasn't like I, I wanted to, I didn't want to end Bill and I's relationship. I just wanted to do this, right? this thing. Yeah. And, and so, and over the 30 years you had been married before then, had it not had it ever come up in conversation at all? Uh, not really. No. Not really. Mm-hmm. No, we were too busy. You know, busy going to school, busy and going to school, then busy getting jobs, and then raising kids two kids. And, and, and uh, our sex life had been getting better and better, and a little more kinkier as the years went on because we were kind of getting bored. And Bill's like reading things. And we did kind of watch porn together, and started introducing those, you know, novel things to our relationship as the kids got older. Um, so I think we did talk about once we were watching a showtime about the jiggles. We, we talked about it in bed. So there was porn. There was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of threesome porn. Uh, <laughs> you know. so some of some of that would come into play. So, you know, I, I think I probably whipped out a, uh, Whipped out a dildo, and uh, she, yeah. got, she got her first experience with uh, double penetration. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. some dirty talk, and so you know, it was talk in a fantasy sense, right? But, uh, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't concrete yeah. in sense of, hey, let's really go do this ourselves. Right. Yeah. And, I guess I really didn't even know, like there was swingers. I mean, I guess I knew knew, but I really didn't. I thought that was maybe something, you know, 
esoteric and <laughs> not. Yeah. It was yeah. like eyes wide shut and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so, so eventually I, I found out what she was doing. And yeah. and I was wondering if, if Felice, if, if you don't mind taking us through like sort of how that worked for you sharing with him what what happened and what was happening because i imagine that was obviously not an easy thing to do i'm sure it was scary and probably terrifying uh no it was it was truly uh terrifying and it happened i think bill kind of knew things were going bad you know that there was something wrong with me and that um my mood had changed and Bill just thought I was depressed for my father, but he, I think he started realizing something else was going on. And one day I left my email, my private email open on my computer and he saw it. He called me at work and said, I, I found your emails and I, I knew exactly what he meant. And so I came home and I had to go back to school that night. I was getting my master's degree and I, um, and I was terrified of what he was going to say to me, if he was going to leave me, um, you know, and I didn't know. And so when he confronted me uh, about it, I totally confessed. I did not say, oh, you're wrong or anything, because it was right there in an email. <laughs> and it was, I can't argue with that. And I totally confessed, but I was very clear to him that this had nothing to do with him that this was my own personal journey and that I, I loved him. I wanted to continue to be with him that, and I told him that, you know, when my father died, I wanted to know if he had any regrets and I started feeling some regrets that I hadn't had. And this was one of them, like the first thing that popped into my head about things I hadn't done. And I've never been with another man and I really wanted to experience what that was like. And Bill was very, very upset. He was livid. And the next nine months of our lives was pretty tumultuous. Uh, in the middle of that, I had a hip replacement surgery. And Bill just, you know, he was right by my side, took care of me. He didn't hold a grudge. He cared for me for, you know, six to eight weeks that I was off my feet. And, and that proved to me that, um, infidelity, you can live through it and still love each other. And, and, um, there's, there's a lot of healing that goes yeah. on with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I mean, the amazing thing was about 15 minutes into that big argument that we had, I said, well, shit, I want to do that too. Right. That's true. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, I want to go fuck other people too. I, it's like, I just didn't think that was an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the other thing was, you know, and there was part of me that was turned on by the whole, by the whole thing. So I was turned on by, you know, I made her sort of divulge, you know, what happened and I was turned on by what happened. And so I had, you know, at the time I had to kind of sit and cook in that and figure out what that was. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, you're, you're pissed, but at the same time you got a boner and you're like, <laughs> what, do I, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> oh. I did something with it. So. <laughs> yeah, I've never yeah, been there. Yeah. So, so you know, so the nine months we kind of went on, but we figured it out. Um, we didn't figure it all out. We kind of figured, okay, we want to kind of open up 
the relationship. And so we kind of went down the same route that she was going down. Uh, so we had this romantic 30 year anniversary trip uh, that we took. And we finally, at the end of the trip, we're, we're getting ready to come home. We decided, okay, let's pull the trigger. So we kind of wrote up our first, it was an ad for Craigslist. Cause that's we just kind of, yeah, we didn't know. Like, what right? do you do? How do you do this? We didn't like, <clears throat> and so we wrote a couple of ads for basically, you know, for, for threesomes, you know, for a woman and for a guy. And, uh, and a gal or a gal, right? Yeah. A gal and a guy, you know, one yeah, for one, MMF yeah. and one for FFM. And we let it let it fly uh, when we got home. And this was and your first step taking this. Or this was your first step that you took after you found out about uh, the infidelity that had happened. I, w- I wouldn't say it was the first first step. We were, we were in uh, we were in uh, in overseas. Okay. And so actually, so we tried. The first thing we did was prostitution was legal. So actually, so actually we. Paid for a for a, yeah. call, a call girl. <laughs> I owed him one. <laughs> which was you know which which was great. Um, it was yeah. It was, she was beautiful. It was very above board, like what we should do in this country. But it was um, yeah. We just met her at her apartment. You know, it was really very tasteful, well done. You know, and uh, it was really fun. Yeah. So that was the first time I was with somebody else I was still trying to kind of I mean I never dated as an adult never and didn't date that I had a couple girlfriends you know before before her so we were both pretty inexperienced mm-hmm. and so I was kind of just wanted to see okay can I actually do this you know yeah, uh, and more, it, more than a fantasy and, and honestly I think that that strategy is is way underutilized and way underrated and and I was wondering if, if you don't mind expanding on it a little bit, because I think there's a lot of people who are afraid to get into this because they're afraid that the maybe the other person's going to get attached. And, you know, I, you've, I don't know if you guys listen to Dan Savage, but he talks a lot about, um, you know, paying for sex. And he's a lot of the times he says, you're not paying for the sex, you're, you're paying for them to go away afterwards. And, right. and it may be a little bit harsh, but... You know, it was something, maybe talk about well, I, the I, I mentality you about there for you guys. First thing we looked at was the one of the one of the legal brothels out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was, that was a little out of our price range, or at least mm-hmm. it seemed, I, I may be slightly cheap. And so we were going to be in Europe and, and the price there was, you know, was less than half of what that was. Right. You know, plus it was, you know, completely it's, above board, well-regulated, right. women are tested. I mean, it's, you know, Exactly, safe. yeah. I mean, the cool thing was that, you know, when, when we got ready to talk, that the woman, you know, basically had sized me up and reached into her purse and suddenly, you know, produced a perfectly sized condom that she, that she then put on me before we, before we fucked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was, it was just, it was, it was, you know, she, she was great. Uh, I, I wasn't, I, the problem I think we were having on the, well, I don't know why we weren't with a prostitute. I just felt like Bill needed to know what it was like. And it was cause I had had some experience with another man and I, it was kind of like, I wanted him to know what the feeling feels like. And so I think that's why we went with the prostitute because uh, it felt like he could get that experience from some a professional 
and that he could feel what I was feeling that that sense of just being with somebody other than me. Well, mm-hmm. frankly, it was a confidence thing too. I mean, yeah, I, I had true. never, you know, I hadn't dated anybody since I was anyone else and since I was 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's a lot of years, a lot of time. It's been a lot of time as, a, you know, just a monogamous, yeah. Yeah. you know, monogamous, faithful, married guy. And all of a sudden you're, you know, in this sex adult dating world and you know how does that work for god right you know what do you do right so right. we were both very naive and under not experienced sure. yeah well and yeah this, the sex worker route makes a lot of sense for a lot of couples and i don't think it's a widely used um strategy, strategy that could be more heavily adapted well i started listening i'm a huge dan savage fan and so i i listen to him faithfully he's like my sexual Bible. I mean, I, so when he tells we're, we're me, we're Magnum subscribers. Yeah, we're Magnum subscribers. Work. <laughs> so and uh, it's it's in the queue. Most of his advice, I think, is spot on. I mean, sometimes I disagree with him, but sure, yeah, yeah. like anybody, like right. anyone. <laughs> get a variety of information. Right. It's not all about non-monogamy. It's not all about you know cheating. It's got a lot of texture to it that I enjoy. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was wondering if, if Bill, if, if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit about how you worked through maybe like the breaking of trust and finding a way back to a point where you were willing to explore this together because it, it takes a lot of trust and a lot of confidence in your partner. And I imagine after learning that through those nine months, that was probably a big, part was the the rebuilding of trust uh, yeah I, I think the rebuilding of trust took a lot longer than just the nine months i mean i think we had you know we saw we saw a you know a therapist and we said it was like in basically two years and change mm-hmm. and, and i think in the end we had to get a different purpose because we eventually freaked him the fuck out <laughs> but, <laughs> but he uh you know but i think he was about right about the, about the trust you know that it was about a two-year process to rebuild that you know, so when it started, I was a basket case. I mean, yeah. I, I was, you know, I wanted into all of her devices, all of her accounts. I was, you know, watching her like a hawk. You know, and and eventually that trust got built back. And I actually think doing ultimately, ironically, doing the swinging and actually, uh, you know, getting toward the poly lifestyle actually contributed greatly to that trust. Because now we're, we're, we're free to be completely open with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we have play dates and we, you know, we always know when each other is playing. We eventually start, eventually, you know, if we go forward the story, we, we, we play separately mm-hmm. with people. Um, both of us do. And, you know, we, we just trust each other. And uh, a big piece of that was actually biting into the, the horrible jealousy you know, and trust issue and actually feeling the, feeling the fuck out of it. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and get, and then, and learning how to get over it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and a word I think that we actually genuinely felt, uh, you know, is this poly word of conversion, you know, which I think is a really beautiful concept right. and actually be, to be happy with the joy that your partner is getting with somebody else. And I think both of us have felt that. Yeah. You know, which Did isn't to say that jealousy isn't 
lurking, you know, yeah, lurking like a monster in the corner waiting to, you know, jump out at you. But yeah. um, jealousy, yeah, yeah. Did but, you did you feel the compersion right away, even though you were still fighting the the jealousy and the 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 trust issues, or or was it did it take a while to develop? I, you know, it, it, I mean, it was a very specific relationship and, and set of events that I think uh, got the conversion out. Mm-hmm. We sort of built to it, to where you're feeling better and better. It was at the point where we'd had, we'd had a lot of, uh, you know, we'd had a lot of threesomes. Most of the threesomes we had originally were uh, MMF threesomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it sort of gave mm-hmm. off that initial feeling being turned on of, uh, with you know her with another another guy and so I would you know I was a guy plus some other uh, lucky fellow and ultimately I learned I think to start getting through that by seeing how much pleasure she got and how much she enjoyed having two men with her. Um, yeah, I that's yeah that that I really enjoy and I haven't done it in a really long time because we do play separately. But um, the compersion. Well, the really, last time she did was really super. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I turned I turned fifty four in um, April, and I organized my own threesome, foursome, foursome. I guess. You know, it's kind of one foursome. of those. You know, when does it become a gangbang? When is it just? <laughs> we don't... Yeah, yeah. And I invited my very special guy friends and Bill's girlfriend, who is a friend of mine too. And we, the three of us are, I would say, very close. And she came and she fluffed my guys when we would be switching around. It was a, it was a really great evening because I loved everybody in a certain way. And they were all there for me. And it was truly very giving of everybody. It was just a really wonderful, uh, well, afternoon. Yeah. It was an afternoon evening, but the afternoon part was the really good right, part. Right, right. Yeah. So she got she got one of her bucket list items checked off. So, so. say fifty four doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> I know that sounds no. amazing. Yeah. So yeah, she got so she got she her bucket list was she wanted airtight. Wow. And and so she, you know, so I, I was the last straw. So I. I, 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 I I, can, he I completed my I, can, I completed her. But oh, wow. she, had, she had a great time having three guys just ravage her. And, yeah. uh, you know, and our, 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 our girlfriend had a great time uh, fluffing and, and just watching the live. Yeah, porn. she really enjoyed it a lot. So yeah. it was good. But the, I think the compare shaking of that is uh, last year, I met a guy who's long distance, but we had immediately connected, and it was a really intense relationship, and I I fell in love with him, and Bill knew it. I was very open with Bill, and he knew it. Bill knew it. He says, you're in love with him, and I said, yeah, I am, and I think through the eight months of that relationship, Bill really was quite content with it he he knew that i wasn't going to leave him or anything but that i had this capacity to love two people at one time and of course that relationship was more of that new relationship energy that uh the nre that they talk about and it was you know all consuming and bill was still 
you know, very, um, he never, I never heard anything like jealousy from him or, or anything like that. It was, and when it broke up and the reason it broke up is because it burned bright and quick that the gentleman invited me on a vacation with his wife and boyfriend. This is, this was so new to me. So like out there and I accepted it, but at the last minute, her boyfriend backed out and I should have too, but we, I went and there was them and me. And it was, it was like doomed from the beginning. I knew it and I just didn't want to feel it. I just didn't, my, I wanted to close my head off and say, Oh, this will be fine. And it was clear. It was very clear to me by the second day that this, there was so much tension between her and I that this was never gonna, this was never gonna happen. And so after that, it kind of ended abruptly, very immaturely. And not on my part, I wanted us to be friends, but he couldn't remain that way because his wife refused to let him. But Bill, through the whole thing, Bill, and through the breakup, Bill was right by my side. He took care of me. He, he was, he was so there for me. And I was like, I think we've reached that. It was like <laughs> that it, pinnacle. It was like textbook poly kind of like, you can't explain it to anyone else because you're comforting your partner. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm a break with someone else. I mean, I, it's I, so weird. I, I really, I mean, I really liked him. So he, I considered him a friend as well. So he was a great guy. And you know, I felt, Maybe slightly misguided, but I felt, you know, completely comfortable, you know, didn't have any worries about, about him uh, spending time being alone with, with my wife. And, uh, yeah, we went on like three long weekends together. And then, then for some reason he wanted to invite me on vacation, which it, all those people thinking about doing this, that's a senior level, uh, <laughs> Right, that's, that's, that's not varsity level. That's, that's, that's professional. That's professional. <laughs> and you have to be, I, wish I think, yeah. go ahead. I was, I was going to say, you, both of you, I feel like in the last, you'll said it's only been three years since you started doing this, and you've come a long way. <laughs> that, that's I that's crazy. I think it was, like I said, I think it was, it was varsity level stuff that I should have not gotten into at all. So I'm, I'm just and curious, how, how many days did you have to suffer in the agony of awkwardness? Yeah. See, you know it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was about, it was about four days. Oof, wow. And actually, in the middle of it, I, I request, I told him I want to leave and I should have lied and said, Oh, my work needs me. I got to go back. Then I told him, and, you know, I just said, this isn't working. Yeah. And I said, let me just go. And he refused to let me go. And he's like, please stay, please stay. And it was awful. I mean, the day we went on the, it was a Thursday. So Wednesday, I ne- I barely saw him that day. Because she, you know, it, you know, it, it was clear. And then I ta- called Bill and I said, I need to go. I need to go. And Bill was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And, but Thursday we got on the, you know, we went to the airport. Oh my God. I thought I was going to throw up. I was just so, my stomach was in knots. It was, it was very rough. I'd say for almost 48 hours. It was, uh, yeah, wow. it was 
Wow. Not yeah. I mean, and the hard it gets to the hard thing with the swinging, which is the the four way the four way uh, connection. Yeah. You know, because still have you know two of the people will be instantly connected. You know, and her and this guy when we met them, you know, it, I mean the connection was instantaneous. Mm-hmm. But you know his his wife, you know, there was no connection. It was just. You know, it was there's nothing at all, and ultimately, you know, she she threw the veto card down hard, you know, and that's that's yeah. it. And yeah, the veto card is something you should discuss with anybody you're gonna you feel like you're getting a good connection with. I ask that now, or when I get into an open relationship and I like the guy and everything, after we've been together a couple of times, I ask, is there how do you guys just your wife have veto power? You know, I want to know that up front because I want to know that as soon as the day that she feels uncomfortable with me or uncomfortable with things he says that she'll shut this down. And that's my heart that's involved. I can't separate that. That's why we're swally because these people I see, I feel (laughs) close to. And having somebody, you know, just veto me and making that shut down is a horrible feeling. I'm sorry. It just, (laughs) it's coming back to me. (laughs) I know we're making you talk about it a lot. So sorry about that. Hey, hey, I don't mind talking about it. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, it's kind of, I mean, we're one of the things you live and I'm sure almost everybody feels this is kind of the ebb and flow of, of the life, which is you've got your anchor in the couple that you are, but then everything else is much more transient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have super right. duper highs, amazing highs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then you got, you know, and then you got the lows or the slow times or when things are kind of hard and you got kind of weather that. And the hard thing is to figure out how to, you know, how to kind of even yourself out. So you're not going crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's hard not to go absolutely nuts for the, for the highs. Yeah, because the highs, the highs are so amazing. Yeah, um, they are. It's incredible. Um, it did, you know, the, I, I, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I, did the the transition from when you guys were? It sounds like when you first got into it, it was we're we're going to be swingers, and then all of a sudden, you come back and you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm in love with this guy." Was that a tough transition for you guys, or it, I guess maybe on Bill's behalf of you had gotten through a lot of the the trust issues, and then all of a sudden the game changed on you. And well, there, and there was a lot of intermediate stuff. I mean, we we had. Um, I mean, it felt like a really smooth transition. It was just sort of like an epiphany. Okay. To some, it's like, okay, he's in love with him. I don't feel threatened. She, I don't feel like she's going to leave me, or I mean, there's no threat at all. You know, but I can definitely, I definitely know what this looks like. And so I, it was like, oh, okay, I'm okay with it. Um, and I, if I can interject, um, at the same time, Bill was building a relationship with our girlfriend. Um, we had met her right before this happened, correct? Before we and met that couple. That before we met uh, this guy I met. And so Bill was building a, a really wonderful relationship with this woman that we continue to see. And so I think he was starting to feel the attraction of another person other than me. 
he was starting to feel he was having feelers, you know, whatever they call well, feels for her. We, we had had a couple of months leading up to before then where I think a lot of our initial rules were getting were getting kind of trampled on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, pretty, pretty hard. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted go. to just back up for a second. I, we kind of jumped a little bit ahead. You had said a little while ago that you had come back from your vacation for your 30th anniversary and you'd set up Craigslist profiles for MMF and uh, M, what's the MMF and MFF <laughs> threesome. <laughs> and then on Craigslist, um, can you briefly take us through, I guess, what happened after that and like how how it kind of led into you dating separately and then get into where you're at now? I want. Oh, you went. Okay. We'll let you. We'll let you come. So you know. So it happened. So and, and as as we've come to see as the usual, you know, the 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 dicks flew into the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I had a long we, list we of men. A, we had a mailbox full of dicks, and uh, you know, and they had lots of sorting to do, and not and not many women. Um, you know, long story short, we had we had I you know I think three MMF reasons most of which weren't very good um let me interject though <laughs> one guy was a keeper one, one guy, guy was a keeper one guy although we never met him and played with him he was very smart and he had a weird profile name and that made him seem like he was a well-read and he said have you tried these sites and he did so we are on SL. No, that's popular here in our area of the country mm-hmm. where I know Cassidy is not very popular here and other sites are so that it's very regional. I yeah. know yeah. So that was the best information we got out of that whole Craigslist thing is that this one guy uh, told us about the sites and other places we can look for. Um, I think he even said FetLife. Um, he said SLS and FetLife. Yes. And so we got on SLS, and we never, you know, basically, we, we shit canned Craigslist, Craigslist right away. <laughs> we, we had three or four threesomes on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still sees one of the guys, so she, is, is he he kind of feeds one of her major can. Kinks, so he's yeah. like a really, really, <laughs> a really good, a really good dom. Um, and you know, and and he and I get along get along well. But yeah. so we got an SLS, and then we started. Doing SLS, we um, and they we started seeing there was house parties. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, there's a there was a a club here in town, and so we went to that a, a couple of times. Uh, we never really met anybody there. Well, really, nothing. No one good. We're not good at parties. So <laughs> that's you got to feel that out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're, you know, some people are good at parties, um, but we never felt that great it at least here we felt that it was clicky yeah but uh, the site was nice and we would uh often get couples because we were on a couple we were as a couple on sls and so we started meeting new people on there eventually we met our yoda couple right <laughs> i heard i heard one, one of the one of the well, i guess yeah you know, we had a couple that was a yeah, yoda like, couple. Like, like, like we had a, we had a meet that was where we knew as soon as the meeting started, we had really fucked up. Like, oh yeah, we, we had totally fucked this up, and we were in a, in a situation that we had to get out of. So we we escaped. Um, 
almost literally. Um, <laughs> and by bad. meaning you fucked it up, meaning that you met people and got yourselves in too deep and you needed to back out? We met people and it was at their house. And then, and, and, and it was like, no, no, this yeah. is bad, bad idea. You know, and these people were, were basically giant drama. There was drama. These, these people were really, really messed up. You know, there's, there was no way in a million years that we were going to fuck these people. Yeah, but it taught us a good thing. So our number one rule is we always meet in public first and no playing. You just meet for a beer or what? I went on one this weekend and we just walked and it was great. I'm like, why don't we do that more yeah. often? I mean, just just get, walk. Just get beer, coffee, you know, yeah. something just to, just get, real to, catch. Get to mm-hmm. know. So by going, having those people, we learned a lesson to say, never agree to go to people's houses, you know, take have it in public, kind of get to know each other. Uh, see if you're really good that way too. And then yeah. we, we reached out. We met a couple that was very experienced. You know, they were very, very experienced. So we got together with them, and and we clicked pretty well with them. I I really clicked with her, and eventually that was one of the gateways. So the first gateway that we kind of stepped through was she and I played separately, mm-hmm. and then she told me later that I was I was actually also the first time she had played separately. And they had been swinging for a long time. They had been swinging for years. And, uh, you know, so I was, so we started playing separately. And then it ended up being really good. And I think that kind of steamrolled as we got through the year. And then eventually we were at a really small house party. And we ended up uh, just by events playing in separate rooms for the first time so yeah like the girl grabbed bill and the guy grabbed me and like immediately and boom and we were gone they, they took us away and it was kind of fun and energizing and we were we weren't uh i mean for in us, our city for us it was the fastest we'd ever gone from hi how you doing to, <laughs> to, to, to naked and fucking yeah. it was it was was boom and I, we survived it and we're actually grateful for that because we were like oh that was fun we and we're okay with that and, and then a few weeks later we met um the woman who's my who's our girlfriend uh and we eventually had her over to our place actually to the room that we're sitting in uh-huh. so, that's one of the, you know, one of our pro tips, at least for people, is that we have a guest room that we turned into a playroom. So we have this sexy play space that we created at our house. So we don't use our marital bed to play. That's our. That was one of our first rules: is that we don't play in our bed. And which we have broken, but um, occasionally, yeah, <laughs> when, when, when circumstances call for it, uh-huh. and we. Um, but anyway, so I started seeing her, and then she asked me to do something really totally boundary violating. This should be funny. So she asked me to be a date to a vanilla party. Okay. So it up being a, a date to a Christmas party. So um, so that was kind of a big deal. That so, was a big deal for me. So, I was very so, much um, hesitant, but I thought. Every time Bill would ask that we crossed over a new boundary 
And I was, you know, he would do it and I was sitting at home alone. <laughs> uh, I have to, I always remember like someday this might be me and I would want the same from him. And uh, I remember he went on the party. And, well, that's the compersion and the compassion yeah. that we have to operate with, which right. is, you know, to think of the other person and, and kind of come out with compassion and love. And he had to take his wedding ring off. Yeah. And <laughs> because you couldn't let her vanilla friends, you know, oh, here's this married guy that I'm talking. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so, well, so the thing that happened, so the, the other thing that happened at the same time was, so the night that, I was going to this vanilla party. She was actually being our, the, the male member of the Yoda couple. She was being her uh, date to a sex party, to a house party that was yeah. taking place here. It was in fun. And so she was going to a house party as some of their guys date. And, uh, and she had a really good time. So, yeah. And you were you going know. to a vanilla Christmas party. <laughs> I, did, I did get laid. I, yeah. I did get laid after the party. <laughs> So, you know, it wasn't completely vanilla night, yeah. but it was, it was still, you know, it was still yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but both, so that was sort of a major, a major kind of step towards opening up the relationship in kind of a new fashion. So when, when you guys first started laying out the, the foundation and the, the framework for this, I imagine there wasn't rules on the list, like no Christmas parties and, that kind of thing, right? That's not something you can really plan for. But were there some rules a lot that you guys laid out at the beginning? And, and how did you go about letting those rules sort of dissolve over time? Because I think, I think that's easy when people get into this. They, they, they overrule. They, they create more rules than they think are necessary because they're afraid of things, right? And then as they start experiencing it, sometimes those rules relax or new rules get created. I guess, what did the process look like for you? Well, I think the rules we started with, well, because I was the one who had the infidelity, I let kind of Bill lead the way mm -hmm. because I felt like he needed to set his boundaries and I needed to kind of say, okay, and so in the beginning, it was anytime we played, we had to be with each other and it wasn't going to be in our bed. And there were, you know, they weren't really strict per se, but I know that um, we they were more guidelines than I would say rules. And, you know, we, the first, so we were seeing kind of doing threesomes for a long time because Bill had to build up that trust for me. We were still in building trust mode. Mm -hmm. And so, um, about a year afterwards that we started opening up our relationship, we had, a, we were, um, already seeing this one guy kind of doing threesomes with him, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. often. And he told me one day that he would like to see me alone. And so I asked Bill, is it okay? He's, that this guy's going to be in town and it would it be okay if I just went to see him. And Bill was struggled with it. He was not great, but he agreed to, but I had a finite time that I could be with him. And then I had to be home. Right. And so go ahead. I'm just curious. I, and I'm just wondering on Bill's behalf, if the guy had come to you, Bill and said, 
hey, I'm going to be in town. It would be, I, ha- I haven't asked Felice yet, but I'd, I think this would be really fun. Would you be okay with it? Would that have been easier? I honestly, I honestly don't know. I, okay. I think it was better. I mean, now, now I think that would be kind of a cool step to do because we're, we're kind of cool with it. It wouldn't be such a hard thing. It was a pretty hard emotional thing yeah. to navigate. Um, cause I had, um, <clears throat> I mean, I was, I, I remember I was at the gym working out, you know, while she was having her play date. You know, I was trying not to think about it, but it was, you know, it was like on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because, you know, I've, I've watched them talk before and, and I kind of, you know, knew it was going on. So I ended up, you know, talking to this woman who I played with separately. And she kind of, you know, acted as my uh, confidant and kind of talked me off the proverbial ledge, <laughs> uh, you know, while this was going on. Um, I ended up actually paying that forward with another friend who's, significant other was playing alone while she, you know, while she was losing her mind, mm-hmm. uh, thinking, thinking about it, um, you know, cause it's, it, it, it's almost like a scab you've, you know, torn off. I mean, it's just, you know, you, it's just hanging and twitching. <laughs> and it, and you just got to take it off and, you know, and get, and, and get through that. Um, but I, can, I the, can relate to that analogy though. It's maybe gross, but I can relate to it. <laughs> Well, with all the hiking you guys are doing right now, you yeah. probably have a few of those to deal with. But after that, there was a lot of debriefing. I mean, when I got home, there was a discussion about how he felt, what was going on, um, how I really didn't stick to the timeline that was outlined for me. And um, so this gentleman that I uh, saw, he kind of pushed the boundaries uh, against what Bill had wanted for. And there were opportunities where I had gone to see him uh, out of town. And then I spent the night with him. That was a boundary thing. And um, and I had to divulge to Bill one night that he did sleep with me. And um, so it, I kind of pushed Bill break these guidelines and Bill had to sit with it and see if he was okay with those. And so I knew in my heart, he was going to be fine, but Bill had to get there on his own but, but, and I but, couldn't force him. But, well, this guy, and, and this guy was, I, I think, you know, some of these people exist to the lifestyle, you know, so he, you know, in, in the long run, you find he's a, he's a bit of a manipulator. Mm-hmm. He really gets off on, on that as much as the sex itself. Um, and there's people like that who just kind of push. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, in, in a sense, a lot of it was just us getting over it. I mean, the thing with the, the sleepover was kind of like another one of these sort of relationship, you know, that's a marriage, that's a marriage thing. Yeah. Right. And the, and the hard thing for me was that, you know, there were times that I could have, and, and actually the woman wanted me to sleep over, but I didn't, you know, so I'll drag my ass home at 3 a.m., but, but I didn't sleep over. <laughs> and, and we, uh, you know, so we eventually worked through that. And so eventually, you know, sleepovers became one of the things that was, you know, you know, essentially on the menu. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think sex stuff really wasn't ever, you know, sexual acts weren't really ever off limits. I think things are more uh, geared toward transparency. Right. Early yeah. on, 
condom use was always, you know, for both him and uh, the other gentleman. But then there were times that condoms weren't used and we divulged that. And, um, it, you know, we had to be, we had to sit with that and see how we felt about it. And, um, I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing that Blaze did with, with that was early on, we divulged our primary care physician. Oh that, yeah. That we're, yeah. you know, that we are an open relationship and, and our, and our, we see the same doctor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and our doctor immediately said, okay, just whenever you need. Whenever you need to get a panel oh, on, right. mm -hmm. you know, just basically call, you know, call up and it'll be ordered. And so we've got now that we basically get tested. We kind of rotate in between, but we get tested every three months. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, we've got that set up with our doctor. So yeah. I, I know I know you guys one of your sponsors is is STD testing. So. <laughs> yes, and that's awesome that your doctor was so supportive and was just like, okay, here, yes, anytime you need it, and and provided that guidance to you. So the yeah, suggestion she's... actually came from our Yoda couple. So that Yoda couple, ultimately, uh, you know, our our friend, she she said, yeah, that that she just told her doctor, hey, you know, we're an open relationship. You know, you don't have to say you're swingers because there's a stigma with that. But, yeah. uh, right. you know, an open relationship and, you know, just you get tested. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm what I've heard or what I, as I understand it, a lot of the times that you guys have pushed a rule or a boundary, they were almost these little gambles that either one or the other of you took, which was I'm, I'm going to break this rule but I think it'll be okay. And then you sleep over and then you don't use condoms and then you don't do this. And I guess that seems, that seems risky, especially coming from a starting point of, of infidelity. I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to challenge it. It's just, it's hard for me to wrap around my, my wrap my brain around that, that, yeah when you, you spent so much time rebuilding the trust and then to say, I'm going to, I'm going to break it again, but I think it's going to be okay. I guess, can you, can you talk about that mindset? And maybe that's something that's innate in your relationship that we can't understand, but I'd love right. to try. <laughs> right. So I'm, since I'll start talking, cause I, I'm the rule breaker. Bill is very much by the book. I mean, I kind of live like, what would you say? I kind of live uh, passionately or in a lot that I do. I'm, I kind of ask for permission after I fuck up and, um, I kind of that way throughout my life. Um, I wasn't raised with really good boundaries. My mother, um, had mental illness. And so I, I don't really, I wasn't, I try really hard to have good boundaries, but it's not innate in me. It wasn't, I wasn't raised with good boundaries and, um, and I, I guess after having a marriage for 30 years to somebody, you really know them. And like, I think that I knew Bill better than he knew himself. And I think that I knew his tolerance level was higher than he was leading on to. And I don't feel like I, um, was a manipulating Bill, but I do feel like I think he 
he knew that we both knew that we would stick this out. And I just knew, I guess I just knew that he could tolerate a lot more than he was leaning on to. True. But I, I think in the beginning, what I kept hearing from Bill through therapy is the not knowing the the lack of trust that happened was more of him not knowing than he wanted to know. And I felt that if I, whatever I did, that he knew completely and honest, that I was completely honest with him, whatever I did, that that was more important than the actual action. So I think every time we were at therapy, I kept hearing, but she could have told me if I just didn't know if I had, you know, if there was just honesty. And so through the therapy and all that, I knew that transgressions were going to be allowed. But as long as I had full disclosure immediately following them, that that was sufficient for Bill. And so I guess, um, that's what I can tell you is that I knew that Bill, his angst wasn't that I fucked somebody, but if I had come home, fucked somebody, and then told him immediately, all that would have been okay. It was the lack of honesty. So go ahead. Well, <laughs> well sort of half it. I mean, I, I think we've had this yin and yang relationship. I kind of provide a certain degree of um you know, I'm kind of the stabilizer, and then she's always, you know, bringing exciting things home. You know, pets <laughs> and animals, and you know, and um, and, and so, it's, so it's a yin, there's a yin and yang to it. So she kind of pushes me out of out of my shell, kind of that, and you know, and so so we we, I mean, big thing is we communicate, um, and you know, I think the you know every marriage has its little issues and problems. That, you know, and I think ours is no different. But the big thing is that we work through things, and not every transgression means that all of a sudden that rules out the out the door. Uh, you know, yeah, we still, wear condoms. Condoms still, are still condoms are still basically the the rule of the day and the yeah. rule of the day for almost all the the partners. So the people where that doesn't hasn't happened, it's someone who we've seen for a very long time. Yeah, it's not like a you know. If somebody, you know, pulls some of that stealth shit, you know, and it's, you know, early on, that's basically kind of a, you know, see you later kind of moment, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, it's disclosed and it's happened, you know, but it means that, you know, there's testing that needs to happen. Right. And, and that person isn't trusted, you know, right. so it's, it's usually somebody, you know, and we, you know, we see people for, you know, long, you know, for long periods of time now. You know, so it's not like, you know, the rules are always in, in, in flux. It's more of they, they, they're gradual things I think we both want to do, you know, like the sleepovers and the more relationshipy sort of things and like dates. Okay. Because um, you know, one of the things we've had is have, I mean, I was seeing one woman and ended up only uh, having sex with her once, but we went on all these dates, you know, and it was actually, it was my, my girlfriend was the one who said, she told me, she said, you're dating her. That's not a swinger relationship. You're, you're just dating, you know, and, and, and then her, you know, and, and her response was, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. And, um, 
you know, and so it, it, there's there's some things like that that, that you know, I, I think it's we, we have always had a real dynamic relationship. I would say that in, in a sense we fight most days. Sometimes they're a little. They're a little they're, that's just because I'm a fiery Irish girl. That, that's a that's a little. You know, there's there are little fights. You know, some. Sometimes I think she's trying to give me a little fight just to turn me on. Just to turn up the temperature. And that's what I want to say to, you know, people maybe listening that are new is that Bill and I's sex life has gotten out even better than I can even imagine. I mean, because we bring all these new ideas that we are learning from other partners to our own sex life and, it's really steamy and nice and fun and and all that extra energy comes to our bedroom and I think that's been the most positive thing with our relationship. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, you, you know, learn new techniques and you know get to practice more, practice with <laughs> different equipment, and, and then you, you come home and practice with the old equipment. And, yeah, you know, but it's a new technique and it's just you know it's just it's it's been great. And yeah. So that that part's been you know been exciting you know the, the fantasy uh the fantasy movie reel in my head's a lot better than it used to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah i bet those the porn you used to watch is like nothing now actually actually you have, i mean the honest truth is we very rarely actually turn you know turn the the porn on right you know we used to have to watch the porn like you know let's get warmed up we'll turn get a porno on and watch it and you know we almost never do that now usually yeah. it's Right to it. Yeah. <laughs> We've rekindled a, a lot of sexual energy in the last couple of years. And that's yeah. Been I think I think that's we amazing. Talk, oh, sorry. Talk more. Yeah. We're, we even talk more than we used to. I mean, right. I mean, in, in sex. I mean, our, our discussions about sex are very frank and very open. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and, and there's, you know, one of the things I think that also this goes kind of the Dan Savage advice is, um, you know, we have people who want to do things with us that our normal partner isn't interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. So there, you know, you can explore kind of, you know, styles and kinks that the other person has no interest in, but you've got someone else who really is. And so you can, you know, you can sort of scratch that itch without, you know, it's kind of a different way of, of not asking your partner to take one for the team. Right. Instead, you know, you're you're doing it with someone who really likes doing that exact same thing that you do, and so then it's, yeah, you know, that's sort of an awesome way to fulfill, you know, your sexual wish list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have more questions on that line? I have something different. No, I I just I wanted to say that I. So far, and we've got more to talk about, but I've really enjoyed the conversation and especially from a standpoint of if, if I were to be the type of person to write a manual on how to do this, you guys are the sort of the quintessential uh, antithesis to that manual. And every time you, every time you tell us something, I'm like, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. And then, and and then and then it works, right? And and here you guys are. You're laughing. You're telling us that your your sex life is better than it's ever been. And you talk a lot more than you used to. Yeah, and your your relationship is is at its pinnacle. And and I think I just that is one of the reasons that we love the format that we've created. And and I'm not 
Patting yourself on the back there? I, I'm tooting <laughs> our own horn, but I think it's it's perfect because if we were to tell people how to do this, this is not how we would tell them how to do it. But you guys are an example that shows that it, you don't have to follow a guideline. You you can write your own write your own strategy. And, yeah, and and, it's awesome. and life happens, yeah. and you can figure it out. It figure it out in the way that it works for you. So I, I mean, I listen to some of the podcasts about you know folks who start off soft swap, you know, and, and kind of you know they kind of inch their way in, you know, and we basically jumped in with with both feet, <laughs> you know, and so. You know, I guess in my head, you know, she wasn't going to get unfucked by this other guy. And yeah. so. Well, know, I think it, that's the, pro- the and maybe then, that's the issue. And that might have been the instigator was, you know, that she had already kind of jumped off the ledge. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was my job to jump off the ledge after her, you know, in, in, into the water. And that was the thing that took a long time was getting the energy to jump off and do it myself. You got to save her. Save her from the mailbox full of dicks, right? <laughs> yeah. Had, had to help her sort through the dicks. And had... I think the other thing about our our marriage and is that, you know, we were married at 21. We met at 19. So if you look at the marriage statistics, we shouldn't even be married still. Yeah. yeah. We are one of those outliers. So I'm not, uh, I think there's some things you can take from us that would be successful in other relationships. Uh, or other people starting off in non-monogamy, but uh, I hear, you know what, it's very fascinating to me when I listen to all the stories out there on the podcast about different relationships when people say, oh, we've been together five years or ten years. I'm shocked that you would even consider opening up your marriage for such a short period. You've only known each other for ten years? Mm. Oh my God, maybe. That seems like so new. <laughs> or, or even the couples in that, you know, where basically they were open from the go. Yes. And, kind and of. yeah, yes. I know, yeah, I know, I know. I know. She, <laughs> she was saying that. And I know I've listened to all the podcasts. So I, I, I knew, I knew what she was saying to you when, when she said, <laughs> that. and uh, you know, but you know, we, I mean, a lot of us, but it was a different time, you know, 1980s. That was a different Oh yeah, a different, and I, a different world with I, no internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes things that does make things easier. That's another thing I wanted to you know with the age thing with, that I do think is kind of uh, consequential. And one of the reasons I, I wrote to you was, you know, when you're older, you can there there still is the sensation that the clock, the clock is ticking really loud when you're a little bit older, you know, and and you know because. Uh, you know, you, you feel that sense of time much more acutely when you're a bit older and you sort of feel like you need to get, you know, get your, you know, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. If you're going to do something and do something like this, it's something you need to experience kind of in the now. Right. And so I think that was a big element of, of kind of pushing us the way we did. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Initially with, with her infidelity, but the reaction to it was, oh, Oh shit! This is a possibility. You know how how do we basically engineer this to happen? You know, and then and then go. And I, I on that, I think if you're young, you know, let's just say you're thirty ish when you, whatever. I mean, you've got a long time to develop this relationship and be open. And we don't we didn't have that luxury, so maybe that's why we were a little uh, 
quicker or doing stupid things <laughs> is that we felt, I think we both felt this sense of time weighing on us with the death of my father. I truly felt that I really felt like I still feel a little bit of that in that, I don't know, retirement's right, right around the corner for us. Yeah. So I was going to say, has that changed that feeling changed over the last three years? I, I think it's lessened a bit. As you kind of, you know, kind of get your bucket list kind of starts, oh. st- starts to get marked off. But, yeah. you know, that, that feeling's still kind of, kind of there. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the feeling of aging is very strong. You know, that's that dichotomy between, you know, you know, oh shit, I'm 50 and, you know, there's all these things I haven't done and I'd like to do versus, oh God, I'm, I'm 50 and I'm having the best sex of my life. You know, like, you know, I'm with someone who's, you know, also at the same age. And it's just, it's like mind blowing the kind of things you never would have imagined yourself, you know, even when you're in your, you know, 20s, certainly your 20s, your 30s, or even 40s, that you would be doing these amazing, amazing things and feeling these amazing things when you're in your 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the really things. Yeah. And, and, and even more so that you're doing those things because when something huge happened, you didn't you didn't throw in the towel and say, well, the last 30 years are out the window because of this one thing. But rather you took it and you flipped it on its head and now you've turned it into something that, that has changed your lives for the better. So I, I think that's yeah. a, that's an awesome lesson. And I'm, I'm also I mean, curious. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Felice had, you know, this massive faith in me that, you know, that <laughs> that basically pulling the pin on that grenade, you know, wasn't going to blow up, blow up the marriage. I mean, that, yeah. that, you know, that, that, you know, that I would be forgiving, you know, it was painful, but, but ultimately she was right. That, I knew him because I know him because when you, you don't live with somebody for 30 years and not know them. So maybe, maybe we don't recommend this as a, a strategy for everybody. <laughs> no, I would not do that. But, no. but maybe we think about it as a, if this happened, you have options other than fold up and, and, and take part your, ways. Yeah, take your game home. Right. So. Well, you know, Esther Perel, those are her books. It's, you know, the infidelity is not, the should not be the end of the marriage right. unless there's something deeper going on, but that it shouldn't be in, you know, game over kind of yeah. uh, events. And yeah. we're, we're here to tell and, you it is. And isn't. for so many people, it's basically, oh, you know, you fuck someone else. Well, that's it. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, you know, get out, leave, you know, we're done. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, I think that, you know, I knew there was more to it and, and it also tapped, you know, and it was, important that it tapped into something that I also very much wanted, something I very much was unfulfilled by. Probably the bad thing on me is I was too afraid to ask for it. Right. Yeah. I was, I was, I was too scared to open that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you weren't sure what was going to happen. Right. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, so maybe that was, you know, I mean, I know there's couples where they, you know, they actually go through that door. It's like, you know, they, they walk through the door of, Hey, you know, It'd be fun to, you know, go fuck other people and, you know, maybe you're not that blunt about it, but, you know, they, they kind of go at it through that kind of way. You know, we kind of went, you know, we were kind of 
blown through that door, you know? And so I think if you do it kind of in that careful way where you open, I think you can kind of inch your way and kind of tiptoe through. It says, you know, go to a sex party and watch and get turned on, you know, and then graduate to maybe, you know, having sex at the party with your partner, right. you know, and, and slowly move your way towards getting, you know, intimate with somebody else. Uh, we kind of just jumped right. both, and, both feet into the deep end. And although I don't really have regrets, uh, maybe in the beginning I do, I wish we had maybe, I wish I had done it differently <laughs> and that, and we had done it like your textbook kind of way, but it happened the way it happened. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And who says the textbook is always right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. It's not always right for everybody. <laughs> Uh, I, you mentioned, I'm going to change topics completely here, but you mentioned you have two kids and I was curious, do they know what's happened at all in your relationship? I'm sure that you're a little bit different people now, um, than you were three years ago. So they're both, uh, uh mid twenties. Okay. Uh, one of them was at college at the time and it wasn't really necessary to tell him. But the oldest was with us, and he knew pretty much right away. I mean, we he suspected, and we confirmed. And then there was a, since he was living in the house and we wanted to have people over here, we had a very adult conversation with him. And the other one, now the youngest, has uh, moved back home from college, and he's very aware of the situation. And oh. he doesn't want to discuss it. Be- because so. his room is the sex room? Or... No, 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 no. No, we have four bedrooms, so they have their own bedrooms still. We and... we, we we have had, had sex in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not when he was home. Not when he was home. So yeah, it was. Uh, they both know about it. We often tell them, "Hey, you know, listen to this. What this is about." Um, they both of them seem kind of okay with it now at the beginning there was some very immature ickiness the oldest thought hey people who have open relationships get divorced more often Uh, i don't want you and dad to divorce i don't see why you have to do this but now i think he's a little more and he's transgender so um i when we were discussing it and he would give us a lot of flack about it i said you know, your father and I, first you came out gay, and we had no problem with that. We were like, okay, just another day. Then now you're transgender, and did we give you any heartache about that? No, we were all very accepting of that, so we asked you to be the same. And he understood that. And then our youngest is, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it, and he knows it's there. And sometimes he'll drop little jokes about it. But yeah, they both we felt like it was really important for them to know, especially at their age, they they could totally handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. And I also think like the fact that one of your children is transgender and that you've shown that compassion and acceptance for uh, him the whole time as, as he grew up, that is helpful, I'd imagine, to have in your family because you've shown that and then hopefully they can show it back to you. Right. Right. And I think that's, you know, 
we don't really talk about it much anymore, you know, and it's, it's just part of who we are now. So. Right. Yeah, it's not like and, you have to remind them every day at dinner. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we're, we don't really hide that we have an open relationship. Like, if you checked our Facebook, it says, in an open relationship, both of us. We, but we don't advertise. We try to normalize it, so <laughs> that's probably why Bill liked your your podcast because um, yeah, I think as more people just see normal human beings, you know, run of the mill people who are in a non monogamous relationship, it normalizes it. And so by hiding, we're not really doing practicing what we're preaching. Yeah. And so we have, I have no more family left. Oh, I have a brother, but he doesn't know. And he doesn't need to know because he's been through, had some health issues and I didn't want, you know, that's not something he needs to know, but Bill's brother and his family, uh, his wife, my, no, brother, my, my brother and his wife, no, know, and well, they don't necessarily know the swinging part. Yeah. They, they know, um, open relationship. I've actually probably shared more with his wife than him just about, kind of advice and um, ways to go, you know, to sort of, if they need to spice up their own sex life, which they might want to do, what the <laughs> options were. Um, but I think your aunt knows and your cousin knows. My aunt and cousin know. My parents don't know. Well, they may know, but they, they don't lead on to that. And it's, it's, it's in, it's in the realm of things that will not be spoken of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was also wanted to ask, and you, you've talked a little bit about um, hearing the clock ticking, I guess. Do you hear the clock ticking on your time in the world of non-monogamy? Like when you turn 60, do you hang up your your pack of condoms and you're done? Or do you feel you're just going to keep on keeping on? But. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think it, I think it tails off. I mean, if, if you look at it, um, you know, it changes. I mean, we meet people when we, you know, we, we have sex with people who are in a range of ages, you know, that probably skews a little bit younger than us as opposed to older than us. But, you know, then again, you go, you go on, you know, at least we go on SLS and there's people, you know, 65, 70 who are still have profiles up there. But I think, you know, as your health, uh, as your health wanes and, you have issues. I think that does get a little, I do, uh, you know, I, I know gentlemen that, you know, um, the ED is, is plaguing them and they're pushing 60. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an issue. I mean, even I, though I tell them, you know, PIV is always important to being together. We can do other things. Yeah. I was going to say know? you got, you got hands and a mouth and toys and, well, you, you, you talk to my, right. my, my Yoda friend, because that was her big advice, which was basically, you know, for, for me, it was, you know, never really used condoms my whole life. And all of a sudden, you know, it's condom sex. And that was a big that was a big change for me. Yeah. And, and what she said was we were together said, look, you can't get it up. You know, you've got hands, you've got mouth, there's toys, get to work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and so. You know, so and that's you know, and so I think that's that's an important lesson, no matter how old you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's that's the male side of things. The clock's ticking on your a little bit on your cock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we have you know, we have uh, some friends who are a bit older than us we, that we play with in another city. You know, and they're and they're older. Um, 
you know, so, you know, the biggest thing is the broader health issues, not just sexual health, but overall health also right. gets in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes to remind you, you know, about, you know, the shortness of life, which is kind of this, kind of this, you know, life is short, so enjoy it. And this is part of enjoying it. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. Sex is part of enjoying it. You know, it's also one of the great things in life. And uh, so, yeah, so, the, you know, the clock is still is still there looming. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so with that in mind, are there things that are coming onto your, your bucket list as the time ticks that you like, man, I, I still haven't done this or you learn about something new and there's something you want to try and, or have you, have you pretty much polished off the list and you're. No, I, I think there's still, there's still, you know, I, 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 well, for me at least, you know, to like to get, you know, I have three women at once. Uh, that, 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 that would be really awesome. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know if Lisa is, is, is thinking about how to integrate a fourth guy into the. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Five mm-hmm. some is next on my list. And so. I don't know. You, you know, know. I mean, I mean, I think we're, you know, there's some exploration of kinks and some different types of play mm-hmm. that, that yeah. I think we're, each of us is, has some interest in. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you do stuff and you've got your list of sort of standbys and, and favorites, but you, you know, you're interested in exploring different things. Have you and just, it's a cool thing. Go ahead. When you meet lots of people, you, you get exposed. Someone, someone yeah. will whip up something that's like, Hey, you know, I want to do this and boom, you know, you, you know, you've got someone who likes it is experienced doing something and you, you get a demo right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Have either of you ex- or experimented with, bisexual play or playing with partners of the same sex yep um so we have a girlfriend and because of her health we don't her and i don't play as much um but in the beginning we we were quite the threesome yeah um, yeah so, I'd say yeah. We, I'd say so we were both kind but of... i'm more of um i'm not truly bi i would say but i find particular women attractive especially intelligent women yeah that's kind of my thing um, so she's sort of a hetero, flexible, pansexual. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been with a couple of women and, and because I thoroughly enjoy watching two men kind of suck each other's cocks. Uh, Bill has done that on my behalf. I do have, a I, did it, I, I did it cause it was polite. It was polite. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't have to make excuses. <laughs> He, That's so funny. He sucked my cock first, so I thought, well, I better reciprocate. I better, I better return the favor. But yeah. I do have a, a friend I see. Uh, I think that really he's truly bi, and uh, I'm that. I would say that's a bucket list thing is that I do want to get with him and another truly bi guy, and you know, do a threesome that way. Mm-hmm. But we just have to know the right time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I really think that's hot. That's kind of something I never thought that I would think is hot. But when I saw it happen, I was like, oh, my God, that's such a turn so, so she would like it if I was more bi. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to change him. I'm that's I don't want to. So I would say I'm very situational. In, yeah. In terms yeah. Of, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I don't want to force him to do that. I mean, I by no means yeah. I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah, I know. I don't sit there and jerk off thinking about it, but (laughs) as long as you're polite, that's all we ask. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess 
defines who I am in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Is is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys were hoping to get out there to the podcast world, the, the podcast well, I, sphere? I mean, I mean, no, you know, you, you often ask about resources and things that uh, people look to. And one of the, one of the things I think we like to support. You know, I'm a scientist, and I think science on on open relationships and sex is really important. So we've tried to contribute to that uh, whenever possible. Uh, and so and what resources specifically? So, so a couple of the really good resources. One, so one resource is uh, there's a guy at the Kinsey Institute, Justin Laymiller, and he has like a website where you can actually go look at active, ongoing sex studies that are going on, you, and you can actually see if you uh, want to participate because they're looking for people to do surveys. So I'm in the middle of filling out a 12-month survey on a on on being poly, being part of a triad, and wow. filling out. A monthly questionnaire on on that. Uh, we got interviewed about conversion for another research study. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing there's there's a really great podcast out there called The Science of Sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, Jana Zardalova, I think I mispronounced her name, but she's got this podcast that that at least Felice and I think is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, oh, Zana, Zana, right? Z H A N A, and then it's a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a, a name, a name that's hard to pronounce, uh, yeah. Eastern European. Um, and then she's also got a great website uh, called the Casual Sex Project. And so, if you've got like a great hookup or swinger story that you want to write about, or just want to go read about other people fucking, uh, you can go on and and and. You know, they're publishing, I don't know, seven or eight stories a, a day. Wow. And we've contributed to that, right? Yeah. And we, yeah. We've, we've contributed a few ourselves to that story, to that uh, archive. Um, but there's, um, you know, if you just want to read, they're not quite penthouse letters kind of quality, but they're, you know, you could read about other people's uh, experiences. Yeah. And, kind of yeah. Sense. and, you know, yeah, and they're from around the world, you know, so there's hookup stories from Africa and Europe, you know, Russia. Every, this is why I knew he'd be okay with it. He's such a good scientist. Yeah. <laughs> a good thinker. So, you know, those are a couple of things. I guess, you know, and, and one of the things that I, I found for at least me that was a really good resource is, you know, the U.S. In the USA, most, you know, condoms come in two sizes. You either regular or, or magnum. So I found there's a company that actually sells, uh, I think it's one. So it's my one. So you can actually go in and measure measure your cock. And have a condom that actually is suited for, suited for you, suited exactly to fit your anatomy. If okay. you happen to be one of the guys, one of the probably 80% of guys whose cock doesn't exactly fit into one of the two mm-hmm. sizes really, really well. Um, and so that's an option if you really want to. And that's been much better for me, having a condom that really fits, yeah. you know, fits comfortably and fits well. Uh, yeah. It really helps a lot. With, and what was that? Whole... That was what was that called again? So it's it's the the brand is one. So O N E. But it's my so they, they have regular condoms, but then they have ones that are essentially custom fit. And so oh. and so awesome. you can you can either, you know, print out something where you you know, it's like a, a eight and a half by eleven page that you can use to to measure your cock or or you can just and that get should the be tape. that should be big enough. <laughs> I need the I need the eleven by seventeen. 
Eleven. Legal size. Yeah. <laughs> they have a legal guide, but anyway, but that's but that's a good option, you know, and, and I think that's you know can be an issue, uh, you know, particularly for the older guys. You know, condom use becomes increasingly problematic. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, because you got to you you know you generally got to have a hard talk to put that to put that on. Um, yeah. Those are fantastic resources and some that we have not had other people mention. So we're also huge science supporters or supporters of scientific data. So I think that I'm going to go check out some of those studies because I think that would be, it's very important too. So thank you for sharing. And all the links will will be in the show notes. So we appreciate that. And And believe it or not, we, 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 we have read all the textbooks, so... Even though no. my following, we've, we've, we've we're, listened we're, to them. Um, well, we've read the ethical slot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the ethical and, slot and, and was open, really good. And I opening thought. up, and, and you know, and, and Dan Savage, but yeah, there's, um, yeah, and there's there's a ton of other podcasts, um, you know, including yours. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate your podcast. It's it's great to hear this variety of stories. Stories that's that's really great. I tips. enjoy it a yeah. lot. Yeah, well, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say the the variety can't happen without people like you two willing to share a a totally different spin than we've heard. So we really, we do really appreciate it. Yes. I want, before we end, I want to ask one question. I want to ask, uh, to end on a funny note, do you have like a funny blooper or just funny story from non-monogamy that you'd be willing to share? We, we, we talked about this last yeah, night. Yeah, we did. So, and we couldn't find anything, and then it hit us. So early on when we were you know first starting, we were just figuring out what to do. We had a, a threesome with a guy, and he wanted – his suggestion was to go to an adult theater. And so we went to an adult theater in town, and we you know and go in, and they're basically playing the endless porno loop <laughs> up on the screen. And, and the problem with the adult theater is it's full of a bunch of – we'll say just low life guys. And so a woman walks into the theater with two guys and all the guys start, it's like the moth that you just had, the moth yeah. <laughs> is the flame and the moths are, are, it was, I was cracking up the whole time. I couldn't even like, cause these guys were all turned and they looked at me and they were all jerking off or they were all, they scared. were just staring at me and it was just, Oh, it's just, I was laughing so hard. You know, I I was sort of borderline appalled because, you know, there was a guy sitting in the seat next to me with his pants around his ankles. And, you know, it it was like there was no sense of personal space. And, and, you know, it was it was combination of horror. And and so that ended. And we said, you know, we're going to spring for a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a bucket list item. Well, if, if if you want to see that happen, um, you, you can tell us. I was like, it. you know where to find it. You just find it in an adult <laughs> theater. The theater, so, so, your... so every, every so we drive past the theater pretty frequently just because it's on a main drag here in town between the two places we work. And I would just drive we'd drive by in the car, and I would turn to her and start singing the song "Memories." You go, <laughs> memories. <laughs> <laughs> She said she still drives by there and laughs. Every I time just laughed. I thought it was just hilarious. Like human nature at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. There are, 
there were other funny stories, but that that one kind of stood out as a that one takes the cake. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like if if I was a woman, I would almost be tempted to just to go there on my own with like a big thing of popcorn and just like try to watch the movie while like everybody like closed in around me. And I don't know. It would just Th- be... that would be way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. I'm gonna start taking you to oh, theaters just just for fun. <laughs> Be prepared. I, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Emma would be a really great flame for all those moms. <laughs> that would be a little bit uncomfortable. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to find one in this country. Well, yeah. Which Probably. would then not be in English, and that would be. Even... <laughs> I don't even I don't... want. I, I don't think the plot and the dialogue really matters. Yeah, that much. No, not the, not the movie. Just like people talking to me in other languages <laughs> would be another issue. <laughs> you can't talk during a movie. Conversation I had with the gentleman in the theater didn't register either. <laughs> when I when I asked the guy to move, it didn't it didn't change his behavior one one bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it doesn't matter then. All right, we won't go to the theater. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, we just really wanted to thank you both. I think you shared a story that, you know, is it you shared a vulnerable part of yourself and opened up, and we really appreciate that. And I hope our listeners, I mean, oh, I know our listeners do too. So thank you so much for being willing to email us and, and share your story. Yeah, and, and I hope we get to talk to you guys when you are 65, and we're <laughs> still doing this, and you're still doing that, and you can come on and tell us why the 54-year-old version of you was wrong. Okay, okay, that's a deal. Yeah. Okay, excellent. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. Well, it's been great. We really like doing this, and um, if it helps others, we're, we're, we're really happy to do it. Yeah, you're doing a real service for the community. Hey, you guys are the you guys are the meat and potatoes. Yes. We're just the megaphone. <laughs> so thank you for your stories and sharing. Yes, exactly. Thanks so much. You're very okay. Yeah. Good All night. Right. Have a good evening. We back. Yep, we're back. Thank you to Bill and Felice for their honesty and sharing a pretty amazing story. Actually a very amazing story. Yeah. I don't know why I said pretty there. <laughs> We, again, wanted to remind everybody that it is now 2019, so that's cool. (laughs) Happy New Year again at the end of the show. We hope you all have an amazing 2019. We hope you go kick some ass. Yeah. Next week, we have an interview with a woman named Aaliyah. Yeah, she is the um, partner or one of the partners of one of our previous guests. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't already done so, it's good idea to maybe do a little homework and go listen to Vaughn's episode before you listen to Aaliyah's episode. However, if you don't, you won't be lost, but that's who the Vaughn is we're talking about. Yes. Good yeah. clarification. Yep. So now, uh, now that 2019 is almost over, we'll let you get into the rest of your day. <laughs> Sounds good. You can find us at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, or on Twitter, or Cassidy under the screen name, NNM Podcast. And come, come say hi to us. We miss you. Yeah, reach out to us. We love hearing from everyone. Please. Bye now. <laughs>